Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume, or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast, or of course, welcome if you are new here. My name is Emily Elizabeth Duong, and I am your host. And on this podcast, I often talk about topics revolving around the concept of life fulfillment, and those elements usually consist of your career, your relationships, your mental and physical health and well-being, and etc, etc. And on today's episode, as you can probably tell from the title, it's more or less about figuring out your life after college. And I do think this is still very applicable whether you are in college and maybe, you know, still a freshman or sophomore, or if you are already graduated and you feel like you're supposed to already be beyond the phase of figuring out your life after college but trust me I think we can all agree regardless of how old you are or where you're at in life I think each of us do find ourselves kind of in that midlife crisis at some point where we're just thinking to ourselves what are we doing with our life where am I going where am I headed like how can I get my finances together how can I you know get married by a certain age and be in this career and live in this city and all of that so I do touch on kind of like a general outline of my thought process on that whole concept really and this is just everything I thought of during college and then things that I have implemented after college that have really propelled me in certain areas but before we dive in to this episode I kind of want to do a very brief life chit chat and you know just speak about some gratitude things because this is something I used to do back in the day like I'm talking um, probably last summer I used to do more of a life chat and I know some of you enjoy it or actually a good amount of you do but I wasn't really sure if I should continue on with doing life chats or whatever in the beginning so I kind of cut that out for a while but now I will bring it back with you know every now and then episodes but I will say this week is exciting because Thursday, the 25th, is my birthday and I will be turning 24, so it, frick, it just feels interesting because I feel like I'm getting 
old, which is so redundant. No, I'm not really getting old, but it's interesting because even though I'm turning 24, a lot of people that I think are really young are turning 21, 22, 23. So, you know, even some girls that like I knew when I was a senior and they were freshmen in college, I have been seeing recent photos where they're celebrating their 21st birthday. And to me, it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are growing up. And I mean, but so am I, right? So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I am getting, actually, I guess multiple. Well, I will say, I have to be honest, I was never really a big person on celebrating my birthday unless it was like 18 and 21. But like I've spoke about this before, I never really had a tight-knit friend community that made it really exciting for me to celebrate my birthday until I think my 22nd birthday and that was my senior year of college. I remember my 21st birthday. I, um, I think I mentioned this on a very recent episode, but I had like two friends there, which is not a bad thing or a big deal, but I do remember kind of feeling insecure about it, not having that many friends that would show up to my birthday, that kind of thing. And I just have to say, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the people in my life right now. And to be able to look back and say that I did not have the meaningful and family-like relationships I have with my friends and my community today and that includes my co-workers at my nine-to-five job and the friends that I have rekindled friendships with this past year in 2020 and it, it just really amazes me and and I'm really really grateful for that because I do know what it feels like to you know not have friends or many close friends that you feel like you can rely on to come celebrate you so um it's been it's been interesting i i have been kind of taking advantage of celebrating sporadically throughout this month i was in scottsdale uh two weeks ago for this golf tournament and that was fun because my friend that I was with, she was slightly drunk and told the waiter that it was my birthday, even though my birthday was just like that month. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen that I was like at this restaurant in Scottsdale holding this menu that says, um, happy fucking birthday, Emily. Like, and I think this is kind of like the the thing they do there, which was so cool to me because I was surprised to see that come out and um yeah this was at the restaurant Maple and Ash if you guys have heard of it if you've been to Scottsdale or Chicago I know that I um they do it at that restaurant specifically but um that was kind of like the early feat of my birthday and then I was in New York this past week for some work projects and then of course catching up with my friends and you know just for the nature of you know try like me working towards potentially going to New York full-time or being bi-coastal full-time as well. Um, I had like many celebrations with friends that I see, you know, every now and then. So that was really fun. But this week more in particular, I am celebrating my actual birthday, like the day of um, on Thursday with my coworkers, and they're actually all from my job. And it's, it's really funny because last year on my actual birthday as well, I did celebrate with my coworkers. So a lot of them are coming back like, or a lot of them I'm celebrating with again this year on top of a few more new coworkers that came into this job, um, in 2020. So I'm just so grateful that I have this group of people that I can celebrate with and enjoy my day with. And then I think, I may uh, 
meet up or plan a weekend trip or something with another close friend of mine who lives in Dallas so I don't really get to see her as often anymore but we will probably do something for my birthday maybe um, in March where I might see my parents as well so um, I just felt like sharing that not that you guys really care but you know just I guess some insights in my personal life if you you know cared to listen but I do want to say as well I'm really stoked Uh, I guess, you know, fun internal fact, I am working on some amazing merchandise for you guys on this podcast and I think they will be very relevant to what I talk about and how I live my life and just the things that I, you know, speak about in how I incorporate it into my life. So definitely be on the lookout for the merch drops because I will be doing very limited edition drops and it will be you know, I I won't even know if I'm going to continue that specific product or that specific design or whatever, um, you know, after it's sold out. So if you want to be in the know on when I'm launching and dropping certain merchandise, then make sure you're following the podcast Instagram at whatfulfillsyoupod because I will be posting a lot of sneak peeks on the Instagram stories and of course the feed. And I always just like to cultivate community on there and chat with you all some of you know that i do respond via voice message in the dms so definitely send me a message if you want to chat and then lastly i do want to say as well i'm really stoked about this new planner that i got i will have to see if it's going to be efficient for me but it's called getting stuff done by cgd london i just got it today and i was telling my intern sue about this planner and i was like it's very intriguing and she got it as well so i'm really stoked to see how this is useful for me because i use google calendar for my actual daily schedule and you know all my meetings i have zoom meetings and webex meetings and all of this for my job so i always have to have a digital calendar but I'm the type of person that also enjoys just writing my thoughts out and then just crossing it off and and so forth. So I felt like it was time for me to get some sort of organizer or what I call more of a mental organizer to organize my thoughts and what I'm eating for the day and, you know, just random things I need to keep in mind for the day where I don't want sticky notes all over my desk and so forth. So I will keep you guys updated how this planner is going, but Without further ado, I've done enough chatting, so we will get into today's episode, so let's enjoy. So today I'm going to be talking about figuring out your life after college and essentially more so about young adult life preparation, which also includes personal finance, which I do touch on in this specific episode. I do want to preface this by saying that I do believe that I have had a lot of obstacles and challenges during my very early 20s and just even going to college in general that kind of forced me into the hand of figuring out my life and figuring out more importantly who Emily Elizabeth Duong wants to become as a person which had nothing to do with my career or had nothing to do with the typical priority questions we ask ourselves when we're planning for our future and our life per se but I do think it's more career after college 
And I think that's why I'm very passionate about sharing this and also why I wrote my ebook focused on preparing for your career and your life after college, even though I will say I do think that has more to do with the mindset of how to consider your future life and career. I'm obviously not an expert on this. I don't think anyone really is. There is no right or wrong answer on how to go about figuring your life. And I think even if you are someone in your 20s and or I'd say mid-20s and you've already graduated college and you're in your first or second post-grad job, I think there's a lot of this that's still applicable for you because we all grow and learn at different stages of life. And I just happened to face a lot of, um, I guess, life experiences and obstacles in the earlier part of my 20s for, you know, good and, and shitty reasons. But I think, again, that's just part of how life shapes us. So I will go ahead and start with sharing on how you can prepare if you're still in college right now. So let's start with junior slash senior year, depending on where you're at. I would say during my junior year, that's when I really started to get serious with thinking about how I was going to shape the future of Emily Elizabeth Duong. I have talked about this on previous episodes and not to be redundant, that time period of my life was again, very difficult and I was actually very mentally and physically alone. And when I say that, I mean, I legitimately had zero friends and I want to say like close friends and I I might have had acquaintances from my sorority and people that I kind of knew when I was just transferring to my new university but I really didn't have a single soul I could think of when it came to you know if I wanted to go get coffee to like do I have a friend to ask and the answer is no I did not have a friend to ask to go get coffee so that maybe you can put things into perspective on really my options at that point in life and so my first semester of junior year I remember every Friday and Saturday I was reading and working and working out and that was literally my schedule it was rather I don't know um I don't know the 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 word for it but it's just almost like being um purposefully like just distancing yourself from the, the the distractions, the social life and everything that you can think of that would temporarily mend your lack of community. <laughs> so for me, um, for that reason, I think going into the second semester of my junior year, that's when I took a lot of learnings and applications from the books I read, two of which I will name right now. First one was Settle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, very impactful book for me during that time period. And then the second one was Principles by Ray Dalio. Again, I always recommend those books. And especially if you're going through a very difficult time in life, I would highly recommend those two specifically. And so by the time January 2018 came around, my second semester of junior year, I started practicing how my life was going to look like after college. And one of those elements is your wake-up time, which probably seems a little random, I guess. But I decided to start practicing waking up earlier because I knew that Once I graduated and once I was done with school, I would have to start waking up like a real adult. And 
I was kind of lucky too in a sense where my housemate or you know just my other roommate I, I had a two-bedroom apartment and lived with someone who was three years older than me actually I was 20 and she was 23 it's funny because I'm 23 now and I kind of can't imagine living with a 20 year old but she was in law school at Chapman where I went to school and her schedule was I think 8 30 to 5 or 6 p.m every day like it's actually almost like a nine to five job you know so I would hear her already out the door by you know eight o'clock or something around then so I would already be kind of awake I would already hear some things and by that point I was like okay I really need to start putting myself in a position as if I'm already you know experiencing young adult life so I think at the time I was typically waking up around 9 a.m. or 8.45, although I did have some classes that were, I think, at 8.30 a.m., like maybe Tuesday and Thursday. So if that was the case, I obviously woke up earlier. But other than that, if I didn't, I would wake up around 8.45 or 9 a.m., sometimes 9.30, which I think is kind of typical for a lot of college students. Um... But if it's not, don't feel bad. Like I remember those days when I was a freshman and woke up at 11.30. So definitely it takes time to adapt to. But I essentially changed my wake up time to practice waking up before 8 to 9 a.m. So when I was a junior, I was waking up between 8 and 8.30. And then when senior year came around, I started waking up between 7 to 7.30. So you notice it's a gradual transition and a gradual shift. I'm not making this transition from 9 a.m. to 7 a.m. right away. I started with junior year and slowly adapted to it, which, mind you, I will admit, I wrote right here that I said that it was a big struggle for me to get into the habit of waking up between 8 to 8.30. But I remember my housemate was kind of impressed because she would be you know, just about to leave when I was already awake in the bathroom and she would like, you know, walk past my bathroom and see that I was already up and fresh. And she was like, wow, girl, like you're already up and, you know, you don't have a real reason to be, but just for the fact that you're trying to self-discipline. So I think that was the start of a really good trajectory for me. And I highly recommend this in terms of shifting to an earlier wake-up time. Again, very gradual, but trying to be really strategic with how you wake up and the time you wake up because this is one of the elements of young adult life after college that will probably have a bigger shock on you in my personal opinion and I think if you do this during college from junior to senior year this will help with reducing the shock of the transition on lifestyle right because I think there's a lot of people again they go from senior year of college to graduating and they're like oh my god I have to get my shit together now and I have to know how to do all these things and I would argue that there's a lot of it that you could have started slowly during college it's not like you had to implement it but you could have slowly implemented it into your life and again I think the key to making this a good habit in your daily routine is just making it consistent so no matter what day of the week it is I guess aside from the weekend Monday through Friday try to have a wake-up time that is consistent and for me that was typically yeah between 8 to 8 30 I think it was maybe like 8 15 when I was a junior and then senior year for sure it was 
7 30 at the latest but i started waking up at 7 closer to spring semester so i would highly recommend that another area in life that i definitely would recommend working on during college is learning to budget properly and or practicing the use of a credit card so i say this because i actually have some close friends that are also out of college like me and still don't have a credit card yet or are really afraid of using one because they fear overspending and I think that's just very normal and understandable to have that kind of fear because if you feel like you don't have as much self-discipline or understanding on how to spend on a credit card then you might just max out your credit card limit but I think knowing how to use a credit card especially during college is a very practical tool to have and skill to have because I'm gonna be honest I think there's a lot of us maybe I don't know 80% that do have some parental help during college right maybe that's an allowance or a monthly food allowance and so forth and again I know there's some of us that don't but um, if you do I would take advantage of this because if you're able to start a credit card yourself right now and you know maybe have the parental guidance on learning how to pay back your credit card and pay on time so you're not paying any interest then it's nice because instead of using your debit card that you usually pay for groceries and gas and whatever that your parents typically help you on now you can just simply put it on your credit card and the money that your parents are giving you as an allowance, you can just immediately pay back. So you're practicing, again, not necessarily with your money, but with the money that you're already going to receive, and you're going to pay the same exact amount you would have paid from your debit card, and you're going to build credit, obviously, which is a great thing, which FYI, side tangent, because I had a really good credit score, I forget at the time, I think it was like, 770 or something um, when I got my first car for myself back in March 2019 that was the reason why I had a really good interest rate on the car loan so that's you know from my my name being on my leases and um, paying off my credit card on time and all that so again if it's something that makes you nervous and anxious I would say practicing during college is actually a better time to try it versus trying to do it on your own the first time when you're out of college because that might make you more nervous if that makes sense and even better if you do have parental guidance then they can kind of oversee how you're spending and they can also just you know be more aware like of of how you're paying it off that kind of thing and of course for me when I was in college I made sure I only spent I made sure I only spent my credit card on food, like groceries, so eating out was not an option. It was just groceries that could be used for the credit card, and then gas, which I also got cash back on, and my first credit card was through Wells Fargo. I think it was like some student credit card, you know, and then by the time I was a senior in college or finishing senior year, I transitioned over into the Amazon Prime Visa credit card which i will talk more about a little bit later okay so one last area or skill you can work on 
during college to prepare is to create a daily and weekly schedule as if you were working between the hours of 9 to 6 p.m. So, for example, if I wanted to spend time with my friends, I would schedule my hangouts or meetings with them during lunch as if I was on lunch break or if I'm grabbing coffee, I would make sure I just, again, max it out between one to one and a half hours, no more than that. And then again, same thing for dinner, I would only meet after 6 p.m., which I think most of us do anyways, but I just tried to, again, this is probably more pertaining to senior year of college, but I definitely always tried to make sure I was really focused between you know, 9, 10 to 5 p.m. Like just maybe not an actual 9 to 5 schedule, but definitely during the core hours of your day when you're in class and you're studying or working on projects, I really tried to make sure I was maximizing my focus on that versus allowing, you know, social life and entertainment get in my way. So that is something I highly recommend to do if you are especially a senior in college. Okay, so now let's get into young adult life preparation. So how to live like a young adult? Well, this is again from my personal experience and these are just kind of basic bullet notes I have, but I will try to elaborate on each one as much as I can. So the first one I have here is to know how to live in an apartment with only one to two other housemates versus the way you may have lived in college with multiple people. So for me, this is again something that I might have been more fortunate on for again transitioning to young adult life, but I never lived with more than one housemate or more than one roommate. So my freshman year, I didn't even live in the dorms, which I definitely do not have regrets on and I really liked my living situation. I lived in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment with a fellow freshman out-of-state student when I was at UC Irvine and I just really enjoyed this because I had to learn how to cook and do everything else on my own and actually ended up being cheaper than the dorms and all the food meal plans and stuff. So that was nicer for me. And then my sophomore year, I actually lived with my boyfriend at the time. And then junior and senior year, again, lived in a two-bedroom apartment with one other housemate. And I feel like this really allowed me to understand and and adapt quicker to cooking, cleaning, uh, paying bills on my own, looking at utilities, setting it up, all of that. Whereas if you live in a house or if you live in something that's run by the campus community or just your school in general, it is less of the same experience as if you were to rent or lease an off-campus apartment on your own, which living in California, everything is technically, quote, off-campus. It's not owned or run by the university because that's just kind of how my college experience was. But I think if, you know, I'm thinking of typical colleges like Penn State or something, I'm pretty certain a lot of the apartments are still owned or like run or, you know, processed through the school or some sort of school affiliation and then there's very few there's much fewer you know condos or apartments that are owned by people or owned by apartment complexes and leased out but I could be wrong I really just again depends on where you go to school but I would highly recommend by 
junior or senior year to really try to adopt to living with only one other person, especially if you do want to get better at being clean and learning how to cook for yourself and everything that comes with, again, living like a young adult. My second tip is to understand how to cook real, not frozen, meals so you can have an easier preparation for your week. So for example, like I said, I lived like this for pretty much all four years of college, but I think if I didn't, I would not have been as aware of how vital and important it is to, you know, have certain days where I'm going out to purchase groceries. So I definitely try to avoid Sundays because that gets pretty busy where I live, but I usually try to go especially middle of the week, so it could be Tuesday or Wednesday and then maybe sometimes Friday if I need to or Saturday just to get some groceries to stock up for the week, but that's definitely an important habit and lifestyle regimen to have and knowing how to cook is obviously going to help you, you know, eat better, eat more clean and feel better and so forth because I remember you know, when I was a sophomore, I still didn't know how to cook. So a lot of my meals were frozen or just very simple. And I think by the time I was a senior in college, I was definitely learning how to cook better and and got very inspired seeing other people cook on YouTube. So that was definitely very helpful for me. So definitely recommend just learning how to adapt to cooking real food on your own because that's going to be very helpful for when you are working if you want to meal prep or if you want to spend less on eating out because especially if you don't know how to cook then it can be very easy to just opt to you know eat out something else that i think is very important to learn for young adult preparation is finding and leasing an apartment on your own so what i mean by this is that you should be able to know or research how to set up utilities and billing so for example wi-fi electricity anything that is not included with the rent and i say this almost laughing because one of my very good friends um she's she's such a lovely friend of mine and but she told me how you know, she used to live with one other roommate who was one of her very best friends as well, who was kind of the mother of the two, if you will, and would take care of all of that, like setting up Wi-Fi, electricity, even doing laundry and stuff like that. And my friend, um, she just recently moved out of her last apartment and she told me she didn't realize she had this vacant fee for her electricity because she never set up her electricity account through the third-party, you know, um, electricity company that she had to do when she first moved in. So she was paying this vacant fee on top of the electricity bill that she owed, which ended up being obviously a lot towards the end. But that's something that I think if you are not aware of when it comes to living on your own again i think it's easier to try to adapt to this lifestyle by senior year versus trying to jump all into all of this when you graduate i think this is going to be a really useful tool as well so instead of having your parents figure it out for you try to do it without them and then if they are the type of parent that feels like they need to overlook everything you're doing and making sure it's correct because I certainly do have friends that have parents that are like that then you can show to them hey I already set x y and z up this is the cost and by then they shouldn't have as much questions for you because you're already proving to them what everything is going to look like so I don't know how looking back now my parents trusted me to figure everything out but I 
they never asked me questions on water bill electricity utility they just actually just sent me my rent money and so forth as like one lump sum when I was a freshman and sophomore and just had me figure it out so again I think that's actually part of why I I guess learned very quickly because no one was hand-holding for me and telling me hey okay make sure you're paying your wi-fi bill make sure you're paying your electricity bill that kind of thing because I realized like well your parents gave you the money and if you lose it or don't disperse it properly well then you're screwed so that is definitely something I think everyone should learn before moving out on their own or you know pursuing post-grad life but one last thing on that I think everyone really needs to learn how to maintain a clean living space so that may mean that you have to clean on a weekly basis to ensure you have a well-maintained living environment which I learned by junior year when I was living in a different part of town I noticed there was this biological effect on me I don't know what it is but I have heard that it's kind of proven that if you there there are certain areas where it just affects you biologically and it affects your mood your wellness and that could be your interior apartment that could be the location of where your home is and that's all very important and I'm very mindful of that because for me personally where and how I live affects me a lot and I think it affects me a lot more than the average person so let's say if it affected the average person you know on like a scale one to ten maybe it was like a three for me it's definitely like a nine so when I became aware of that I started learning how to make my bed more frequently clean my bathroom making sure you know I didn't have makeup all over the sink or that my toilet was clean and everything like that and I think if you create again a routine and a consistency out of this this will also help you feel more like you're adulting and somehow it does get fun like if for me if I'm cleaning my house or my room some days I'm blasting house music all over my apartment or some days if it's the evening I will just blast some jazz music make dinner and you know have my Roomba vacuum my apartment that kind of thing and I think it can get really fun if you make it fun but that's again another huge component of life where I think a lot of us I'll speak for myself but when I was younger I would have my mom clean obviously or you know I I have friends that I know some of them had cleaners come especially in California that's kind of a thing where a lot of random people always just had a cleaner come do it so Um, that was not as much of a thing back where I lived personally growing up but again I feel like I had to learn how to self-discipline with cleaning my own place because if it got dirty or moldy or just you know anything like that it could really affect your physical and mental health so that's definitely very important to be aware of. So the last area I will touch on is personal finance which I kind of spoke about regarding the credit card aspect and learning how to utilize a credit card while you're in college but I do want to get more specific about how you can improve your personal finance habits and skills because I do think that finance and budgeting and knowing how to spend and save money is something that definitely brings anxiety and stress and is kind of scary to many people in their 20s and Again, I would say my experience with being really independent has enabled me to learn and go through the ups and downs of 
finance and personal finance. So I will say uh, for starters, I think you definitely should learn by senior year of college to budget properly for rent, utilities, food, normal living expenses, as well as personal spending like your clothes, eating out, and self-care. I think those are very obvious you know, ways to budget. I personally enjoyed using a Google Excel sheet type of budgeting sheet, and I think I just used the one that Google provided and then edited it to what was needed for me, but I'm sure if you Google any type of budgeting sheet, you can find one online, and you can also find one, like you can use Nerd Wallet or something that's more automated, but I think there is something unique, especially again when you're starting out and you're learning how to watch where your money comes in and where your money goes out. I think it's better to actually manually do it. Again, it is more time consuming, but I recall when I was doing it manually, it made me so much more mindful of how much I was spending on coffee, how much I was spending on my workouts, eating out, and etc. And so this allowed me to budget more strategically when I left college and I was pretty much on my own. So I would recommend doing it manually. So through an Excel sheet, Google sheet, or something that you find online that you have to enter in on a monthly or, you know, probably I would recommend more so like do it at least twice a month where you're checking in you know, every other week and seeing where you are financially and how you're spending and if you're making more or less income than you expected. And then to reiterate the credit card use and knowing how to spend it properly, I would say if you're if you're starting out with your credit card or maybe you have one right now and you notice that you struggle with knowing how to spend it well, my best tip is to only use it for groceries and gas. Those are the two you know, fundamental needs of part of your living if you are a junior or senior in college, I would assume. And the two reasons as well that would apply to this is one, you get cash back on groceries and gas. And then also the second reason is, you know, you're going to pay this back immediately because your groceries, so your food and your gas, which is kind of like part of your necessity living, Those are usually things that your parents are probably giving you some sort of allowance for during college. And even if not, you are most likely subconsciously allocating your income and money towards your food and what you're eating. So I think we're going to be more aware of putting our money back into what we owe for the food we bought so um, and again if you have parental guidance they're probably going to be very aware and trying to ensure that you're spending it on items that are actual necessities when you're first starting out with a credit card now i will say today i do use it for eating out and some self-care as well like purchasing workout classes, but it's also because I know that I'm going to 100% pay back before it's due. And like I said earlier, my current credit card is the Amazon Prime Visa card, which is really amazing if you spend on Amazon frequently, as well as Whole Foods, which are some of my top spending places, I guess. And also another really nice perk about this 
card is that there are no international fees so this is really great if you travel internationally and i wish i had this card prior to traveling to europe in 2019 but i didn't so at the time i had to bring cash with me and it made you know life a little bit harder because then i just had to bring around this cash i had to be really careful with you know making sure it didn't get stolen and all of that and i didn't want to use my credit card because of the conversion rate and the fees and whatnot but with this card and many other cards out there if you do your research there would be no fees but i think this is a great i guess starter credit card or not necessarily starter credit card but i think this is great for a starter slash experienced credit card user and spender in their early to mid 20s who is well adapted to using a credit card on the other hand when it comes to spending like i mentioned really important to be mindful about i like to be mindful about how much i allocate towards my food so a comparison would be groceries versus eating out and especially since i've graduated college i've had to be more mindful because i'm paying my bills and i would spend more if i eat out all the time so for example, I make sure I cook at the minimum Monday through Thursday, allowing myself the option to eat out at any time between Friday and Sunday for dinners with friends, which is also part of my social time. And if you listened to one of the recent episodes where I talk about how to balance all that area of your life, then you recognize that I only really give myself typically Thursday through Sunday as availability to be social with friends and I try to incorporate eating out or something of that nature within my hanging out with friends versus doing something mindless like playing video games or watching tv which you know sometimes it's fun but I think again I try to merge my preferences in life together so again spending time with friends and loved ones with fine dining and whatever that I personally enjoy as an individual Okay, and one last tip I have regarding personal finance. It's actually a concept I learned from Ramit Sethi, who wrote the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, which I know sounds very cliche and like a scam, but it is not. And I actually believe I learned this on the Tim Ferriss podcast show. But he talks about money dials, and I wrote a blog post on this before, but money dials are essentially your top areas of life that you prioritize and you would like to spend unlimited spending on because they marginally enhance your life. So he recommends, and I would recommend this too, to pick only two to three money dials where you do want to spend unlimited spending on. Right. So people would talk about putting a even, you know, even pie, right? Splitting it into an even pie on how you spend your money. But I would argue, as Remit does as well, that you should actually make your pie way less even and you should have majority three big portions and the rest as really tiny portions. So for me, my top priorities are actually self care and wellness. So I kind of consider that one. And then the second is probably travel. 
and I'll elaborate on those too. For self-care and wellness, what goes into that category is my workout classes, food, so eating well and paying more at Whole Foods for maybe more wholesome ingredients, facials and massages to help with my back soreness from my athletic years, and it just always makes me feel better, less stressed, more calm and rejuvenated, and then anything for my home that marginally improves my mental clarity and wellness, so Sometimes that might be candles, it could be a really nice blanket or decor pillow, just again something that would marginally, that's the key word, marginally impact and improve my mental clarity because I work from home, I'm in my home way more frequently now and I love my home, I love having a well-designed and well-thought-out home, so that is where I put my priority because like I did say earlier as well, I am heavily impacted by my physical environment where I live, so I do need it to be a really sacred place for me and somewhere that I just feel safe and at home in, and that's why I will pay an extra, you know, certain amount to have a better located apartment or, you know, um, having better food or just whatever that's going to make my health physically and mentally a top priority. And I know not everyone has the privilege or ability to maybe spend more in that area, but do keep in mind that when you do decide that you want to allocate more money into that area of life, that does mean you have to subtract from a different area of life, which I have done in my personal life. Like for example, you know, someone might want to spend money to go to Coachella or spend money on leisure activities like a ski trip or I don't know, some leisure I don't know like drugs or whatever again people have their own personal preferences and I'm not one to judge but keep in mind that those are other costs that do add up that I don't put my spending towards because my self-care and wellness is more important to me and then on the other hand my other money dial is travel so what I mean by that is I think traveling has impacted my life the most in terms of life experience, understanding the world, understanding the culture, human behavior, and so forth. And in my times of traveling, whether for work or for pleasure, I have noticed that I feel a lot better when my quality of stay is really good. So I'm not looking for like the most bougie hotel, but I am looking for a quality place that will make me feel safe and make me feel inspired. That's for sure something that really brings my creativity to light when I travel is just being inspired by my physical environment, which again, I know not many people care about. Um, But the other aspect of traveling that I would be willing to spend more money on is sometimes the quality of the flights. So if I am traveling for more than five or six hours domestically or, you know, internationally, then if I can, um, I will try to use points to upgrade to first class or a more premium, you know, seating arrangement. But, you know, if I don't have the points and I have the funds to do so, then I will go ahead and do that. Again, I know it's not something that is talked about at this age because I do see it as a perception of living a bougie life and, and whatever. But do keep in mind that when you 
choose to prioritize these areas of life and put your spending towards that it means that you have to cut back on the other areas of your life that are not as important to you and don't make as much of a marginal difference which each of us will have a different set of money dials right so for me I rarely spend money out at a coffee shop and for some of you that could be adding up to $25, $30 a week depending how big of a coffee you're getting, where you're getting it from and how often you're going, right? So, you know, keep in mind, let's say it's $30 a month, you multiply that by four, that is $120 a month that I am not spending towards coffee that you may be allocating instead, right? Or maybe it's, um, I don't know, Netflix, Hulu, anything that is a monthly service that you're paying for, I do not partake in that either. And I think that is very unspoken about in terms of this comparison of how each of us choose to spend our money. I don't think it should be a conversation where each person goes, wow, you're only 23 and 24 and you're spending it here. And I think we start to put each person in a box based on their age and life experience or, you know, where they're supposed to be based on their age. And I think we can all somewhat mutually agree that each person has their own path and own preferences and there is no right or wrong answer on how you spend your money, but I do think it is vital to understand what money dials are and how you can start to consider what you value the most in your life and how you can start to shift your spending habits, you know, putting more money into your workout classes right so being more willing to spend for that extra soul cycle class instead of you know maybe a week of coffee so i think those are great elements to keep in mind whether it's on the personal finance side or young adult prepping or of course just preparation during college i think again all of this can be applicable to you whether you're currently in college or recently graduated so I hope this episode was helpful I really tried to break it down as much as I can without rambling too much so if this was helpful in any way you all know how much I appreciate it when you let me know personally send me a dm email or share this episode on your instagram story tag both myself and the podcast instagram on your story and you can find all of that with the links in the show notes and I will talk to you all next time.